Hello, here we go again with another episode of Easy Natural English with Liam, the second episode of 2023. So in the first episode of this year, the one that I put out on Wednesday, I talked about um, how to study at the beginning and basically just reiterating, just uh, saying once again, reiterate reiterate means to say one more time because i've said it before so i was reiterating that input natural input is very important and it's something that a lot of people don't get when they start studying english they focus a lot on textbooks and output and learning grammar rules and they don't really just listen to english which is exactly how native speakers learn their language so if you want to speak English like a native speaker you need to do what native speakers do um, and you know I am a native English speaker so what did I do I listened and read and watched things in English from a young age I yeah listened to my parents speaking English I listened to my teachers speaking English, I listened to the TV in English, I read books in English, I read comics in English, I did everything in English, and that's how I became a native uh, English speaker. So if you're born in a country, if you're a baby, that happens naturally and easily, of course you don't have to make an effort, but if we're adults and we want to learn a second language, we need to make a bit of an effort to try to recreate that environment as much as possible. Of course, um, it's, yeah, it's much more difficult when you're an adult, but it's still possible. When I started studying Japanese, I tried to uh, live like a Japanese person as much as possible. So I changed my computer settings, my phone settings to Japanese, stopped watching TV in English. I only watch TV in Japanese stopped listening to things in English like podcasts. I only listened to Japanese podcasts, uh, stopped reading things in English, just switched everything to Japanese. I just said, okay, I won't do anything in English anymore as much as possible. Of course, I still talk to people in English when they talk to me in English. I still talk to my wife in English. That's both of our native languages. So we speak in English. Um, you know, when I do my job teaching English, I speak English. But as much as possible, when I'm not talking to anyone um, or not responding to emails or something, then I, as much as possible, just do everything in Japanese. And that's what I've been doing for the past four years, and it's worked for me very well. Now I feel very comfortable speaking and understanding Japanese. Of course, I'm still studying. I still have a lot to learn. But um, when I compare it, to the way I studied French, then this is much more effective. Because when I studied French, I studied in the more traditional manner with textbooks and classes and learning grammar rules. And I studied for a really long time and I still couldn't really understand people, especially in a group conversation. Um, when I spoke, I made a lot of mistakes. I always felt like my speaking was unnatural and it wasn't very effective. And actually, as an English speaker, French should be much easier for me to learn than Japanese. But because I, I think I just used a better method with Japanese, then learning Japanese was kind of uh, 
you know, I learned Japanese much faster than I learned French. So definitely getting lots of input is very important. And then, of course,、uh, it's good to practice output. And like I said, I do think that for a year, maybe two years, it's good to really, really focus mostly on input because、uh, as an English teacher, I've taught students、uh, of all different levels. And when I teach students that haven't had a lot of input, like perhaps they've just、uh, studied at school. And it could be years of studying at school. You know, perhaps they start about 12 years old,、uh, maybe younger sometimes. They do years and years of English study at school, studying with textbooks, studying with grammar、um, and output. But、um, in their first conversation lesson with me, I'll ask them a simple question like, How are you doing? And they don't understand what that means because the textbook always says, How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and you. But、uh, native English speakers,、uh, a lot of the time, we sometimes we say, How are you? But we also say, How are you doing? We also say, How is it going? We also say, Are you right? If you're in the UK or Australia or New Zealand. So there's lots of different ways of greeting people. But textbooks usually only teach you one. So if you don't、uh, get input, like watching movies, watching TV shows, you'll only understand how are you, I'm fine, thank you, and you.、Um, which native speakers say sometimes, but most of the time we don't. Most of the time it's more like, how are you doing? I'm good. You is probably, I think, the most common way of saying that. So if you do watch TV shows and movies, You'll see from the situation what that means. You'll see people walk in the room and say, How you doing? And the other guy will say, I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm good. And you'll understand, like, Oh, okay, that means how are you?、Um, yeah, I understand what that means now. But because a lot of、uh, students I meet for the first time, they've only studied with textbooks and formal classes. When I ask them, How are you doing? a lot of them think I'm asking, What are you doing? So I say, How are you doing? And sometimes students say,、uh, I'm talking to you. But that's the answer to the wrong question. That would be, What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm talking to you. How are you doing? I'm good.、Uh, I'm not so good. I'm great. Thank you. So it's really important to see how native speakers speak. If you want to speak with native speakers or with people with a high English level, you need to know how those people speak. You can't always just try to translate from your language, try to use the grammar rules you know, because you won't be able to understand what the other person is saying. And that's the most important thing. You know, if you can ask where the train station is in perfect English, if you know how to say, Where is the train station, please? If you can't understand the answer, then There is no point asking that question. You know, if you ask somebody, where is the train station? And they say, oh, yeah, you just go around that corner there, you、uh, walk over that bridge, you go around behind that building there, you can continue down that road and you swing a left and you'll find the、uh, train station right there in front of you. And then if you don't understand that answer, then, you know, there was no, no reason to ask the question. So, Really, understanding is the, one of the most important parts. But, like I said in the last episode, a lot of people focus too much on output and they, th- then they go to like England or America or 
yeah, even Singapore, India, tried to speak to people in English and then they can't understand because they've focused too much on making sentences and not on understanding people. And that's one of the most important things. So as I said in the last episode, lots and lots of input is really important. But after about a year or two years, when you feel like you know quite a lot of natural English, it is good to start trying to put it together. It is good to start outputting because also when you output, it helps you to realize the things you don't know. Like that happened to me a lot when I started outputting in Japanese. I'd go to say something and realize, oh, I don't know that word. How don't I know that word? That's a really basic word. That's a simple word. I should know that. And then I'd have to look it up. And it helps you find those little gaps that you're missing. So ways of outputting. Um, sometimes writing can be good at the beginning, like texting people. So there are apps like Hello Talk. Uh, there's another there's another one. I forgot the name. I'm going to check what it's called now. Oh, that's not my phone. I can't remember. There's one called Hello Talk. And there's another app that I can't remember the name of right now. I'm just going to check on my computer because, as always, I don't use a script and I don't edit. So I don't remember what the other one is called. Okay, but there's one called... Uh, yeah, I can't find it. Okay, there's definitely one called Hello Talk. And I know there's another app that's kind of similar where, um, yeah, you can talk to people who speak the language that you are learning. So on HelloTalk, if you go on there, um, you know, if you're, for example, a Chinese speaker and you want to speak to people that are studying English, you put on there, I speak Chinese, I'm looking for someone studying English. And then when you do that, it will pair you with people who speak English but want to learn Chinese. So you'll find like a language partner and then you can uh, text each other and you can practice writing. And that can be quite a good way to output at the beginning because um, it's not so much pressure as speaking. You know, when you try to speak, you have to answer immediately. You know, if someone asks you a question, you can't just sit there and go, uh... But if you're texting, then you can take your time to write your message. You can check things if you need to. So that can be a good uh, kind of low pressure way to start outputting. So like I said, there are some other apps that I've forgotten the name of now. But HelloTalk is one of them. There are some other ones. And yeah, this can be a good sort of way um, without too much pressure, because that's another problem with outputting too early is it puts a lot of pressure on us. And it makes us feel stupid and it makes us lose confidence. You know, someone, the teacher asks you a question, you can't answer, you get stressed. And then your, you know, your brain starts to make kind of negative connections with speaking English. And you start to feel like, I don't want to speak English. I hate this. So it's good to find some good low pressure ways at the beginning. Um, and then, you know, when you have more confidence, you can try speaking. And yeah, just go slowly, slowly. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Um, just put more focus on input and with lots of input you'll also feel that you can just speak more comfortably because you'll know a lot more vocabulary you'll know a lot more grammar you'll know the pronunciation better and you'll have heard native speakers saying many different types of things and you'll be able to just copy them so you won't be like guessing grammar structures you'll just be copying things you've heard native speakers say so you'll know that it's correct so yeah um, and one way to output is you can also come and take a lesson with me on italki. There's a link for my uh, classes below. Um, and also on italki, there's lots of other great teachers as well. 
Uh, if you don't want to talk to me, if you want to talk to someone else, there's lots of teachers on italki. Um, they're all different prices and people from all different places with all different accents and different teaching abilities. So yeah, check that out. Uh, thank you all very much and I'll see you back here next time.